In this lesson, we're going to conclude the introduction portion of our course by looking at parties to a crime. There might be more than one individual involved in a criminal activity. There are instances where there can be secondary liability imposed on these individuals and occasions and certain crimes where there needs to be more than one principal offender. However, we must consider on the one hand that where there is no offence, there cannot be secondary liability and that if you help a person to commit a crime in some way, shape or form, you can be punished the same way as the principal offender himself. And by principal offender, what I mean is a person who commits the actual actus reus with the appropriate mens rea component. I mentioned earlier that there are some offences that have to be committed with more than one person. And an example of that is riot. And when you look at the Accessories and Abettors Act of 1861, this fact will be elucidated further. Now, how exactly can a person have secondary liability for an offence by a principal offender? This, of course, depends on the participation of this individual, of the secondary party. On the one hand, he can aid the principal offender prior to or at the time of the offence. Now, the intriguing part about this is this particular help or aid that's been provided to the principal offender need not be known by the principal offender at all. There need not be any communication between the parties either. The very notion that this person is helping is sufficient to hold that person accountable and liable in the event the crime is committed. On the other hand, you can abet or counsel which necessarily means that the principal must know and there must be communication that occurs. This is also quite similar to incitement where the secondary party, in this case the other party, the participant, has also incited and given counselling or given assistance by way of suggesting things as well. Finally, you can also procure. And the simplest way to explain this is when you get something done or like a contract killing. While you are not involved in the actual act of killing the person and you merely have the mens rea component only, the very notion that you got someone else to do it means that you too were a party to this particular crime because you procured the assistance uh, of a killer, of, of someone else. That was a very quick overview of parties to a crime and it must be noted that the final few sections that we discussed in relation to the introduction were keeping in mind the examinations that you will come across in May or November. Most questions in an examination condition are stipulated in a very generic form. And once you go through several years of past papers, you'll understand the patterns as well. But while I'm not suggesting for you to question spot, something that you must consider is that more often than not, examiners will include certain details which point towards the direction of parties to a crime or an attempt having been made, so on and so forth. These are indicators that you should pick up on if you expect to get a better mark than what you would when you answer a question in the generic traditional context. Now that we've gone through the introduction phase of this criminal law course, we can move on to offences proper and we begin with our first offence, homicide.